while in the sun. The top is down on the black Corvette and it's fly because it's sitting on Dayton's Lawrence steering wheel, clutched out, gold leaf phantom top, and three girls waiting. Vroom! Engines blowing, the chrome is shining, passing all the cars on the way, movement of the wind, back wheel spin, pop in a cassette and push play. I'm going back to Cali, Cali, Cali. I'm going back to Cali, Cali. Mm. Cali. I don't think so. <laughs> yes! 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 You guys don't know it. The slow jam alley-oops don't always work, but when they do, it's just gorgeous. Welcome back to the Continue Podcast, everyone. A show that is ostensibly about video games, but like other shit. Uh, my name is Anthony John Agnello, and I am drinking a cup of bone slime. With me are two people that I adore. Uh, first of them is Susan Arndt. I have just returned from a high elevation and I feel terrible. Yeah, Su- Susan was uh, one mile above the sea. And Indeed. How, oh, that's why go? they call it the Mile High City. Yes. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. The, it, is, the, it, is, it is not, not the reefer. Bo- Boulder, <laughs> well, there's that too. Boulder is actually above Denver. Yeah. So I was even higher up. And also, by the way... Um, it's full of fucking hippies, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to punch so many mm-hmm. people in the throat. It's my people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, wow. I, I just, I, okay, to be clear, I don't wish hardship on anyone. Okay, that's not true. I wish hardship on some people. But I feel like if you are in a place to for where... The the version of kombucha that you that is in the office is is damaging your calm. Oh okay, no. no, these are not my people. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. 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 Dave, you these need, you need Boulder to. Ex- is, yeah, Boulder is like, you know, what was the in Jurassic World the super dinosaur that they made and it was a mistake. The yeah. Irex. This is yeah. those hippie. This is the this is the Irex yeah, this is, hippie. This you don't want is, anything to do with them. Exactly. Yeah, Boulder. Okay, no joke. Uh, the the uh, Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan at one point asked the mayor of Boulder, "How did you make such a perfect white utopia?" Oh no! Because Boulder is so. Yeah. It's so. Can I speak to your manager? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Panera Bread of cities. It is the Panera Bread of cities. Yeah. Yes. Never, never forget that the most famous band to, to ever come out of that city was indeed called the String Cheese Incident. That is, that's wow. all, all you need to know about it. That's it. Wow. Uh, okay. And like over here, we also have, he's just a run of the mill Pacific Northwest crunchy communist hippie. Yeah. He, he just, he that. loves the Criterion Collection and getting mellow. I mean, okay. I, I think, I think I'm an anarchist, not a communist. There's difference. Yeah, there is a difference. There is, uh, there is no, a fine difference. Yeah. 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 Uh, that that Flat man who, who, who remember the 5th of November long yeah. before the internet did is uh, Dave my, Roberts. My wide collection of Guy Fox masks hanging up on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, <laughs> uh, good McClunky to you all, by the way. McClunky! Uh, McClunky. I can't, guys, okay. I know. Mm-hmm. I ju- we, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. <laughs> he made the sentence seven years ago. That's right. Before Why? the before the Why? deal with Disney ever happened, who's sliding after it in the under, the, under the radar? He edited McClunky, and because they're using these are new masters, these are the 4K HDR versions. Mm-hmm. They have to use something different than the Blu-rays. So now we've got McClunky. Like, okay, at this point, like, he just has to be trolling people, right? Like, this, he, isn't, I, yes. this isn't even part of the original vision anymore. He's like, fuck these guys. Yeah, I'm going to get one yes. last one in. Yeah. This, I, is, this is when your ex is, like, hiding, like, rude notes in <laughs> your stuff so you'll find it, like, six months after he moves out. You're like, duh, 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 duh. oh, it's, you know, it's getting cool. I'm going to make some hot chocolate. And you open up the thing of hot chocolate and there's just like a dude going like, fuck you in there. That's what this is. So I think, Susan, I honestly genuinely think you are closer to the reality of this mm. than anyone realizes. Because I, I was sitting there watching. I was sitting there getting like two scoops of McClunky in my living room. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Rewinding it, watching it again. It was like JFK, like back into the McClunky. Back into the McClunky. Back into the McClunky. And as I was sitting there, it finally dawned on me that what is terrifying about George Lucas is this man is so pathologically insecure about the fact that, all right, he wrote and directed the original Star yeah, Wars. It's specifically was, the original that, trilogy. He does that, not. He has never touched the prequels. He's, yeah, but like, here's the thing: that movie, like, yes, he wrote and directed it, was hot garbage until his ex-wife edited it and made it a watchable movie. I have watched those deleted scenes. I have seen when Luke actually goes to Tashi Station <laughs> and his friends call him Wormy Skywalker for like 30 fucking minutes. It was unwatchable before his wife made it what it is. He didn't write or direct Empire Strikes Back. He didn't write or direct Return of the Jedi. And he has spent... Four decades trying to make people think that he made these movies, and every time he touches them, he makes them worse. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of Midas. George Lucas has the <laughs> shit touch, and it haunts him. I think he, I think he sold this because he was like, "I gotta get away from it. I gotta get. I can't this touch this anymore." <laughs> And I like he's I'll put he, Jedi he, rocks in all the movies. I don't know. It, no, no number of dollars or ranches in California can hide the fact that his name is on something that is more famous than anything else, and he didn't do it. <laughs> it's just fucking delicious. <laughs> and like, there's a word now. We now have a word. For that level of male insecurity, when and a it's man, clunky. when a man, yes, when a man is so insane that he'll spend decades trying and failing to spite one of his ex lovers, you call that a McClunky. He's a McClunky yes. for all the time. Yes, fuck him. Yes, <laughs> uh, that was probably way too much, right? He's a human being. Now I feel a little bit. No, bad. no, no. Oh, oh no, wait. He made Attack of the Clones. I should have kept going. Uh, (laughs) He inflicted Jar Jar upon us. Yes. You know know what? I will 
I will give him Jar Jar. Oh, yeah. Me too. Because the intent behind Jar Jar, I think, was sound. I think the intent behind all of the Phantom Menace is sound. I think the Phantom Menace is conceptually sound, much like, I'll give the man the credit. He conceived all of this stuff. His conception, his ideas are not what's impeachable here. It's it's his execution. It's execution, 100%. It's all execution. And the copious racism. Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) What? What did you say? The Jedi are here? This is an acceptable accent in 1999? We have to take it to the Senate. Oh, they don't match the droid dickers. Check out my my wonderful Euro shop. I mean... no, oh my god. It's I so mean, I'm wearing a wife beater. Wado. Just to make sure you know what kind of person um, I'm my, supposed to be. Mind the tricks that don't work on me. Only money. Come on, man. Come on. And also, just call it dice. Chance cube. Fuck you, George. Yeah. Laser they don't sword. need to be space dice. You fucking, come on. Stop Jesus it. Christ. Look, it's poetry, Anthony. No, it's, oh my god. <laughs> It rhymes. I'll even, I will even, I will even, I will even give him midichlorians. I'll give him, yeah, fine. There's no idea is so bad that it can't be saved by good writing and good directing and good performances. You know, it's. That's why we come to Kingdom Hearts. That's why. uh, That's exactly (laughs) right. Flawless. Flawless. So good. Uh, All right. Uh, So before we get into the state of the world today, because Dave and I have some thoughts about Norman Reedus's excrement that everyone needs to hear. (laughs) It's in the game. Guess what, Susan? Death Stranding's primary weapons? It's your poop and pee. You you use your number ones and number twos, and they are literally called that as your grenades. That's what you use for weapons. Yep. It's the best game ever made. It's It's... it's the best. Yes. We'll we'll get there. So everybody <laughs> Come just on the journey stick with, with us. us. <laughs> Load oh up God. your backpack with over 800 pounds of boxes. That's, and, that's what and, we call the headliner on this episode. Is the... <laughs> yeah. We're going to close with that one, everybody. That Death Stranding wow. is Continue Podcast's Freebird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're always going there. But before that, we have a couple of things we want to talk about. Susan, you dug into, on your journeys uh, across the United States, uh, you dug into a game we talked about in the last episode, Luigi's Mansion 3. And yeah, I don't I, like it. I got the impression that initially you were delighted by it, though. Nope. No? Okay, lay it <laughs> on me. No, I don't like it. Um, it not even toad, dri- toad driving a bus that does nothing for you? It, it's, it's fine. Uh... But the one thing that I did, okay, so I, I play, I got it specifically to play on the airplane mm-hmm. as I was flying out to Colorado. And it's, it's just, it's, there's not enough whimsy or charm mm. there. Like okay. I was more, ch- I was more charmed by the, by Toad singing Chandelier than <laughs> I sent you guys yesterday. <laughs> like that. That I found endearing. I don't have that same quality in, in Luigi's uh, Mansion 3. But what it did make me think about, because I was on the plane and I got ridiculously stuck because I forgot uh, there was a certain tool 
oh. in in the game. Forgot slash the game didn't do a great job of telling you that you it could does use not, this tool. It for, does not. Like that's the problem. It interrupts you constantly in the first hour, but for yeah. nothing useful. Like it's, yeah. it's not teaching you the game. It's just yeah. like come fucking back downstairs. No, I don't want. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. yeah. Luigi. Um, okay, so like, and I'm on this plane. So it, it actually it wasn't as frustrating as it could be because I'm you know where, where am I going? I'm on a damn airplane. So I'm trying, I'm banging my head against this thing for two and a half hours. And what was great was I had no internet because I'm on an airplane. So I mm. couldn't just look it up. And that, I really appreciated that because I feel like that's been lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because now the answer, to, like there's a video walkthrough, there's a secrets you need to know. There, you know, any time you get stuck in a game that's been out for any length of time, the answer you need is on the internet. And there's that temptation to not try Mm -hmm. too hard. So I really, you know, I did eventually figure out what was going on, like, uh, you know, and I thought it through like, well, gosh, this is the fourth thing in this series. And the, uh, and the three things I needed to do were this, this, and this, and I don't have, Oh, I bet I just can't see it. Oh, I bet I can. Okay. And then I finally figured it out and blah, 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 blah. I was on my way. But yeah, that was, uh, that, that made me think about how often I don't let myself be uncomfortable with not knowing a thing. Sure. And I will say that Luigi's Mansion 3, I really like it. I like it a lot. I will say, I think that you, you might have enjoyed, like been a little bit more taken with it. It's not a great game for the Switch handheld mode. Mm, it interesting. Re- it's interesting. really good on a television. And until you're like used to its rhythms, the environments mm. are incredibly detailed. And a lot of the things that are cluing you in on what you need to do are very small. And oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Having um, dark environments, small objects, yeah. not great for the Switch screen. And, and it's 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 slow to start. And it's so, very slow to start. Yeah. My, the the first hour I played was on the TV, but oh my god. And it like that's the thing. It doesn't really get going for like two and a half hours. Yeah. And that's like once you've gotten to that point, that's when you start getting to like the really weird floors of the hotel and yeah. all the weird themes and all the interesting stuff comes out. And it, so there's that problem. There's also the issue. The, like, the game is very lavish, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there are all these weird animations for Luigi, all these weird animations for Gooigi. You're constantly seeing all of these just unique little moments, you know? And then the big moments, when you need to know things that are mechanical about the game, it just doesn't add the yeah. detail that clues them in. Yeah. Did you get to any of the bosses? Or just, like, the... Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I, uh... Also, I got to the puzzle that you referenced on our last podcast. Oh. I can't solve it. Oh. I have, I have no idea what you're supposed to do. But I've, uh, yeah, I've I've captured maybe three. Three. Of, of the bosses, maybe. The the security guard, I think, was the last one I did. There you go. All right. Oh, no, wait. I, I've done the security guard, and so there was the, the mouse who kept... Yeah, who uh, kept eat disappearing. Eat <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. So those, I like the mice. <clears throat> after that point, like, I feel like the security guard is, that one is not the worst. 
once you start getting to like the fifth, sixth, etc. floors, mm-hmm. the bosses there's no tell in their animation. And it's oh, it's wow. weird that like this is the developer that made a great punch out game and mm. for the longest time you can't figure out what you need to even do to get the boss vulnerable. But oh, even good. even worse, it locks in these like you're just sitting there waiting and waiting and mm. waiting for the animations to cycle so that you can actually do something effective. And right. like that is one of the cardinal sins of boss fight. Like, don't make people sit there and be like, oh, great, I got hit again. I guess I'm going to wait ten minutes for this four-stage attack to get you vulnerable just once. Yay. Still, keep going. Keep going. Because I think some of the, the upper floors are really, really cool. And some of those puzzles that you all are are just left to figure out because the game doesn't telegraph the mm-hmm. answer. It's not, hey, Luigi, why don't you put the key in the key thing? Like, it never right. does that. Yeah. There's there's a floor. I think it's, like, one of the centerpieces of the game. And I, I would encourage you to keep playing just to you get to it. You okay. go up, and it's a television studio. Oh, yeah, we okay. just we just got to that one. Yeah, Me and it's, my a son. T- it's a TV studio, and none of the areas are locked. There are four studios with unique sets, and at when you walk into them, you can have Luigi go up to the camera and send Guigi onto the set, and then you look into the camera, and it's like what they're shooting. Mm-hmm. And you need to solve a puzzle that involves all four of the sets and figuring oh, out how they're inter- interlocking. So stuff like that is super creative. Yeah. Are, are you going to keep going? I mean, there's Pokemon. Uh, pro- I mean, no, I won't be picking up Pokemon for a while. So, you know, I have this. Uh, I'll, I'll keep playing it. It's a nice kind of brain light sort of engagement. Huh. Uh, it's not, you know, but the other game I have at the moment is is episode three, The Long Dark. I thought that was the last episode. It's not. There are five. So I'm going to have to wait another two years for the <laughs> next freaking episode. It's Kentucky, oh Kentucky Route Zero all over again. Right, exactly. I'm a little peeved. Uh, I'm finishing Persona Q2, meanwhile, um, which is still just Persona Q2. It's great if you like, you just go get it. But... The other thing I wanted to talk about before we get into Norman Reedus's bodily functions, yeah, <laughs> was a show on Netflix called Daybreak. If you watch the trailer for this show, it looks terrible. Here's the situation. It's the apocalypse. Something has happened. All the adults are dead or they're either dead or now they're zombie-esque called ghoulies <laughs> and so on- I know I know I know yay I know do you do I you know. grab them like does anyone yes. grab them uh, I know I know uh, so it, you know the whole it's there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall the trailer is the protagonist of the show talking to you about like hey this is the apocalypse for me it's great i just moved into this house that this rich guy owned but he's gone so now it's mine and it's like all these graphics come up on the screen like ding free ding free very reminds me of like zombie land like like the guy like talking to the 
viewer yes. as like he's really into this because he knows it. Right, right. It is the trailer makes it look like Zombieland via the CW. Um, okay. Uh, but it is not. It's actually highly intelligent. It covers topics as far ranging as consent. There's like an entire episode about consent. Uh, gender roles, sexuality versus gender roles, uh, you know, racism, societal pressure, all of it. It's, it is Persona the show. Whoa. Basically. Yeah. So uh, give me give me some character specifics. Are there is there a core cast? Are there yes. main characters or? Yes. So your main character is he was a C student. In high school, he's Canadian. His his uh, parents split up. His mom moved to L.A., and so he's been living with her. And he's, you know, he's just an average guy. And so he had a girlfriend right when the apocalypse hit. Uh, her name was Sam. She's the ah, girl from high school. And he wants to find her. So the the main arc of the show is I got to find Sam. I got to find Sam. I got to find Sam. He teams up with an ex-member of the football team who is now a Ronin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But no, 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 no. I know. Right. But there's an entire episode explaining why he's a Ronin. And it's some of the best Society, some of the best commentary on race I've seen huh. in, in a TV show. So he's not like doing groundbreaking, report, groundbreaking reporting on sexual predation. Like he's not. No. All right. It's with an I, not in. Yeah. That's yeah. a dad he's joke not, for y'all. Yeah, that's, that was that was a stretch. My was, friend. I, but no. That was off. <laughs> wow. No, sorry. Yeah, that was. That was being, wow. I, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to walk away. Yeah, it's OK. Uh, so there's that, and then uh, this she this girl is the one trope. She's ten years old, and she's a genius, but she really likes to blow things up. Why is that a thing? There's there's slightly more to her character than that, but only slightly. Mm. Um, <clears throat> eventually, and then you get to see uh, the the different groups of of, of teenagers and how they have decided to group themselves together and. It, it defies a lot of tropes and a lot of expectations. The inte- the writing is extremely intelligent. The performances, especially from Matthew Broderick, are exceptionally good. Wait, All right. what? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Is it actually Ferris Bueller in this movie? No, he's the <laughs> principal. It's canonical. <laughs> he's the principal. So it's, uh, it's, it's told in... Uh, so each... Ep- generally, very generally speaking, each episode... It focuses on a different person and it involves their life before the thing that happened and then whatever's going on currently. So you see, you know, the principal and the high school and, you know, the football team who was mean to so-and-so, but now so-and-so is somebody else and all that sort of stuff. Is this brand new? Is this like, is this just out? Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's only, there's only the one season. There's and only the one season. Hmm. But yeah, the, I and and I I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, I saw that, but it looked dumb. I get that. 
100%. I thought it looked stupid, too. People, people forget that every single Joss Whedon show back in the day looked like hot trash if you saw Most commercials Most of them were hot trash, sweetie. I, okay, okay. Buffy's really good. Mo- Buffy, okay. No, Buffy's good, and, yeah. I mean, obviously Firefly, but Dollhouse is yeah. shit. Well, I, okay, I've never seen Dollhouse. I didn't... I mm. tried to watch the first episode, and I was like, I gotta, like, no. I'm, mm. I'm out. So, like, gosh, mm, uh, a bunch of prostitutes who have their memory wiped but, so they can literally be whoever you want. But Joss, but he's woke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, guys, but he's woke. He's so not. He's so not. But, like, the funny thing me. is, is, like, Dollhouse actually had, like, when you watched commercials for it, it had production values. That's true. Buffy the That's Vampire true. Slayer and Firefly looked like they were filmed in the back of a Spencer's Gifts after it closed. Like, I disagree with Firefly. I thought it had very nice production values. It got there. Well, like, yeah. What was the last yeah, time you watched there. this? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. That's, and, like, there's the one where yeah. they kick the, the Russian mobster, like, off of a a pylon and it's supposed to be the great effect of him falling down and it looks like Mr. Bill. It's like, oh dear. Hitting (laughs) platforms all the way down. That's not I can't argue that. Uh, I can't. Does Daybreak like look good? Like, I mean, once you've got past the previews, is it? Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, it it looks like, it does not look like a movie. It looks like a well-made TV show. Uh, But, and the other thing, so somebody else asked me like, well, if I'm sick of zombies, can I watch this? Yes, because it's not about zombies. Okay. All right. It's that's not the point. All right. At all. They are there. They are there. They are there largely as a plot device to keep people contained, right? Like why are we not just like all hanging out outside? Well, you know, they keep the stakes high. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps the stakes high and it keeps things localized. Uh, and also, it is not particularly gory. Cool. I, yeah, there, I'm, I'm going to watch is this some, This is Netflix? Not, this is Netflix, okay. yeah. I, how do you guys feel about this? I think that people, like, we're at a point where, especially after the last 10 years, there's so much zombie stuff that I feel like it's fair to say that if zombies are in something, it's not necessarily a zombie show Mm. or a zombie story there's i feel like now there is a distinction between making a zombie movie or a zombie game or whatever and using zombies as a setting well i I agree well i think it's like zombie movies are a genre unto themselves right like because you could it's like with westerns like you could make a western movie that isn't a quote-unquote western Western. exactly exactly perfectly put like, this sounds like a movie where a zombie apocalypse is just the setting, and it's there because right. it's the a, a very easy way to make choices for specific characters clear and driven. Correct, correct. And it's it's a very nice hand wave way, because what the thing that always comes up whenever there's a teen show is where the goddamn hell are the parents? Yeah, <laughs> right. Right? Well, now you know. It's easy. D- Dylan's dad blew up in a car. I saw that one where Luke Perry was like, really, oh, I've was, never seen that. Show. He just got back with his dad. Was, oh, wow. Well, they celebrated Luke Perry's 32nd birthday. <laughs> his 32nd. What is this? Season one? He was easily <laughs> 53 by that point. This is like post fifth element, man. And he was 69 in that movie at the beginning. 
Uh, <laughs> so, all right, Daybreak. Are we ready for Norman Reedus's junk? Well, dude, we wanted to talk about Stadia, ready right? for Norman Reedus's right. junk. Our, oh, oh well, let's save Stadia. We'll we'll get to Stadia because I feel like this, I feel like this conversation is gonna go some places. Okay, let's let's let we'll get there. Uh, Susan, I'm gonna say something, and you're probably gonna feel like this is typical Anthony hyperbole. Oh Jesus! Here I'm it comes. Just, here it is. I think it is possible that Death Stranding is weirder and more interesting than we have been wondering if it could be for three years. Like, I remember... No, I actually believe that, yeah. Like, we... We did... We sort of rebooted the previous incarnation of this show almost exactly two weeks after Death Stranding's first trailer came out. Did we really? So there was the Games Radar podcast, and we just stopped doing it into 2016. It stopped, and then the three of us... Yeah, it was like, I was at A3. I was like, we should start the podcast again. Yes. And And you were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then we did it. And then we did it. And then one of our very first conversations was about that Death Stranding trailer, because I was obsessively watching it over and over again. And the best thing in the world first like hour of the game everything you see in that original trailer is just there like that entire sequence is a just natural part of the story but it is so like we're like what the fuck is this it's not a game every joke we ever said this game is more interesting than my wildest imaginings of what it could be and the reason why is that Hideo Kojima unshackled from having to make a gun game has made a game that is the most aggressive fuck you to gamers culture that I have ever seen even from an indie and it's brilliant in its execution (laughs) it's it is a game and like this is not pretension because this is literally what the game is it is a game about civics it is about civil engineering yeah and it's Uh, about the need to build community and understanding between people instead of fighting with them and to spend $150 million doing that? And to put all the weird sci-fi stuff in it. It's, yeah, it, the game is a, it's a love letter to logistics and infrastructure. A <laughs> $100 million game about building freeways. This is, and this is what you put in front of the PlayStation audience, where the number one selling game year in and year out is Call of Duty. It's just aggressive. All right, Dave. I, do you like? Are we? I feel like we're past the spoiler, uh, the spoiler realm at this point. I mean, right? like, I, I, we can I, talk like in ter- basics. In terms of, I want to. I like. I feel like. I wish I had known what the premise was up front. Like, I wish somebody had just been like, "Here's what the world is in Death Stranding," because it doesn't spoil anything to like know, like, "Oh, this is why the world is this way," yeah, and why everything is fucked up. So very quickly, Susan. Have it's you, honestly, it's it's very coherent. It's well explained, coherent. and like as long as you're paying, like it's not like Metal Gear. It's not convoluted. It's weird. No, it's it's strange. Here is here is what is happening in the world. At a certain point in the near future, like still twenty first century, and at a point where 
AI is very commonplace and uh, automation has become as commonplace as people expect it to be. At that moment, science conclusively proves the existence of the human soul and the afterlife. Like, 100%, we, we don't know why it exists, but we know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, you have a soul, and when you die, this is where you go. And Interesting. All right. Right. And so the idea is, you die, your soul goes to a beach. Everybody has their own beach. Some people share beaches, but no matter what, you have your own personal experience of the beach. And then, from the beach, you go to the world of the dead. After this discovery, human beings start to use the beach to build technology. Like the internet. Like it becomes a black box for build... Because the idea is... Time does not... Wait, no, yeah, wait right, a minute. Don't, don't wait, go too far. Don't, okay. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. Right. People begin to use... Yeah. The afterlife... Yes, yes. ...to build technology. Yes, they because, use They use the, like, the liminal space where you go before you go to the world of the dead. The staging area. Yeah, they use purgatory yeah. because they realize, like, now we can access it and time doesn't really Time doesn't exist there. there, so we can do incredibly complex computations that would take eons right. and send it back instantly. And, and it's basically like, all right, well, now, now like, it, it makes teleportation possible. It's like, all right, we no longer need to move things because you can you you could place so much data in purgatory that you can have Three, it pop up anywhere. You can three D print whatever you want that isn't organic, yeah, or okay. like you medical okay. medical okay. supplies, food, people, that sort yeah. of thing. You, okay, you can, got it, got it. And All right. After they do this, then the well, bad things happen. Then the, ba- then the bad things happen because they did this a apocalyptic event called the death stranding happens because all of those things that live in the world of the dead figure out now that they can access the real world and it is antimatter the things that live in the world of the dead are made of antimatter when antimatter and matter theoretically connect it explodes and so there's like an initial breach of the dead into the world of the living so lots that, of people die, and like, and like, it. that's it, which like, is ironic because then it just they're just basically trading places at that point, and that becomes like a central part of the plot. Is like there are people that can die and come back. There are people that like exactly, and they're called so, repatriates. There's a word for everything. It's co- word. It's okay, 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 okay. How does Mads Mikkelsen fit into this? Matt, that's he's that, like okay. the, he's <laughs> like the central mystery right now. Yeah, oh, he's like who, he's who this guy who is. is. He's okay. connected somehow. You learn this as you play, like whenever you link up with your bridge baby. All right, yeah, let's let's back okay. up to the brandy baby. Okay, explain the brandy baby to so me. So the brandy babies, uh, there is a plot point that explains how they're created, but the idea is that they are a link between the living and the dead. You don't like them? That they sort of okay. exist in this middle place between ah, life and death. Ah, ah. So Got they it. are able it's to. It's Schrodinger's baby. Basically, yeah. Okay. 
And so they're able to sense BTs, which when hooked up to your Odra deck, which is the name of your little like robot thing that hangs out on your shoulder. What's, it, it, what's, a, what's a BT? BT, BT beach things. Like, Those like are the ghost yeah. things. It's, it's one of the things from the dead. Just beach things. Beach right, things. Then. It's a Kojima it. game. Got it. Uh, so, right, so, so yeah, so they can sense, um, they can sense the ghosts, and whenever you link up to your bridge baby, you see one of the baby's memories, and it's usually a memory of Mad Mads Mikkelsen talking baby, to it, talking to it, hey, baby. <laughs> baby. Uh, baby, baby, I will show you the picture of the moon, ba- baby, baby. It's your, it's your fault. Handleable got canceled, baby, <laughs> baby, baby. <laughs> Your mommy and I are going to take you outside to dance, baby. Baby, I'll baby. sing a song to you, <laughs> baby. Baby, it's <laughs> that's that. Yeah, it's baby. It's your fault. I didn't have. But the thing is, like, Doctor Strange. And so, what the way that Norman Reedus figures into this is that he. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. There's a lot going on in this yeah. video game. Uh, is that he is a what's called a porter? Is that like because the world is so dangerous to just exist on the surface? Everyone lives in these underground bunkers and cities. Um, people need supplies, so there are porters who deliver those supplies that can't be three D printed. So you play Sam Porter Bridges. Oh God! Stop no, it. So Come here's on. Oh, no, no, no. It's it's Hideo Kojima. Just, just you got to roll the, with the president's the name. Nouns. The president's name is Bridget Strand. Wow. Yeah, but like her right hand man is named Die Hardman. Die like, Hardman. You just gotta, so, you gotta I, roll. You I gotta have roll. Ne- so mo- some of the time I'm thinking like, okay, Kojima's just being like, I've never more in my life <laughs> been sure that Hideo Kojima is just goofing around more yeah, than okay, I have with fair. this game. Like, yeah. he's just, he's yeah. like, f- fucking whatever. It's, and also, it's a bridge. If we can, if You're we literally accept- and metaphorically building bridges across, because the bridges is the name of the, the Porter Company. You're literally building bridges to get to your location. Uh, you're building bridges as in connections well, with other people. <laughs> so that's, that's, a good, that's a good moment to transition. So there's the basic premise. It's comprehensible once you, yeah, yeah. you know, like that's, here's there's, your premise. There, there's no conspiracy. Here's, you don't need to know like, here's your, a, like here's, 60s Cold War history. Here, right. And I feel like even now, well, as people are talking about it, there's obfuscation about what you're actually doing and all the jokes mm. like, oh, it's, it's just a walking sim. You go from place to place. That is n- not inaccurate, but you're also not talking about what half the game is. And at the beginning, you think this game is you're given a task, carry these things to this place, and once you get to that place, you will add them to the network that you are creating to create a country again in the United States. You're basically hooking everyone up to broadband internet so they can be whole. Yeah. Again. So uh, like uh, you're okay. You're, so all right. So just, they can stream Parks and Rec. Yeah. Okay. Well, the idea right. is that like they can share their communal knowledge with the country and everybody yeah. oh. can yes i have a question yes. how long has it been since this thing happened it has been about 50 years so okay. like a long a long time 
Because at okay. this point, there's no, there's very limited ability to share or access information. Like, got it. Books generally don't exist anymore. Like, there oh, are a couple. Okay. Well, like, nobody had them anymore. Everybody used the internet. So, like, got it. It's yep. okay. uh, like we have a few books, and part of the big idea is that every little city is a pocket of just not surviving people, but information. So it's like, it. if we reconnect to Cincinnati, that means we'll know how to build a fucking wheat We'll know how to make again. the best chili in the, right. in the fucking... And, co- and, yeah. and, and that's literally the idea. That's, that's Okay. And so you, you bit, get your big backpack, and it's tricky to get over the land, but that's only half the game. The other half of the game is once you get to these places and you open the network, what the game does is it gives you access to every other structure that other people playing have built. So if you've been walking across a huge expanse of land to carry your boxes to Cincinnati and give them the chili, you say, I laid down a ladder across this stream so I wouldn't fall in, and then put a rope up on this hill so that I could rappel down. Once I get to Cincinnati, not only will other people get to use my little ladder and rope, but I'll have access to the bridge that they made, the watchtower that they made, the road that they rebuilt. And what you're really spending your time doing is reinforcing and developing the structures that people built. So it's like... You're giving them likes. You're giving them likes, or a road takes a ton of metal and ceramic to build. So it's like, oh, well, I completed this mission and I got a thousand pieces of metal and 800 pieces of ceramic. I can get the road started and then somebody else will finish it. And then all of us playing will be able to get to the next mission easier. And so what you're doing throughout the game is literally learning how towns work. And I have a, I have a question, though. Yeah. That sounds incredible for the people who are playing right now. Right. If I play this six months, a year, two years from now, isn't everything going to be done? I think. No. no. So yeah. the game, the game. It's very limited. It gates it like what you have access to based on your position in the game. So first off, you have to get from point A to point B to even access the network. And second, even what, like once you access the network, the game hasn't taught you how to build trucks yet or motorcycles yet or like zip lines yet. But you might eventually, after a couple missions, like someone may have shared one in the garage, but right. only after the game has determined you've made it to a certain point in the story. Like it wasn't until I got about halfway through chapter two before I saw my first motorcycle and then. Like, even though I hadn't learned how to make one yet, I started seeing a couple more here and there. And it's like, it's really good about slowly opening up the kinds of things that people are putting. Also, um, okay, so there's a thing called Timefall, (laughs) which is basically rain that uh, (laughs) rapidly speeds up time. Like, if it hits your skin. We saw that in the the trailer, yeah. Yeah. So, if you have structures out in the wild that get hit by time fall, those things degrade. Unless it's like, like, uh, there's like, I mean, your basic equipment. um, But, like, even packages that you're carrying lose, uh, 
like structural integrity if you're in an area with a lot of timefall, which coincides usually with a large presence of the BTs, the ghosts. Uh, so you can at like the ladder that you leave will only hang out for a little bit of time, especially Got if you put it, it. down okay. in a, in a okay. place with a lot of timefall. But then there are structures that you can like repair. So like if I put down a generator, that's like really important for this area. Um, if it starts to degrade, I can go back to it, put some more supplies in it, and then rebuild Got it. it. Okay. And as okay. far as okay. as far as I can tell, it is a lot like Dark Souls, in that if you are not playing it online, or if you're only playing it online part of the time, like if you like travel with your console or something, it will the game will populate the game with things from other people in a limited capacity. So it will never like this isn't one of those games that will die. It will still be playable, but as long as people are playing it, it's going to be fascinating. And it only needs a few people playing it to get all this really interesting stuff. I, I can't again, stress enough how like truly a, like an act of aggression (laughs) against people that say things like, I want fucking politics in my games. So Susan, there is what, like you get to a point where you've like pushed west of Pennsylvania and they say, all right, now you're in a region where you're going to reach other cities that have already agreed to like be part of the network, but you've gotten to where there are preppers and there are pockets of people who were doomsday preppers that were ready and just lived on their own for all this time. And it's like, go and maybe you can convince them to just join the network, but they don't even have to be part of the country. They can still be independent, but like join the network. And so one of the first guys that you meet is called the craftsman. And the craftsman is, you know, he's an engineer. He can make uh, weapons and he can make uh, new new uh, gear for you to carry and stuff like that. And he's incredibly distrustful. He's like, when you speak to him, he's your classic libertarian archetype. It's God. like, you guys, you guys do you and I'm going to be out here and, and whatever. Please no steppy. Yeah, you, you guys can you guys can bring us my deliveries and whatever. And so he says to you, you know what? I'll join your uh, namby-pamby new America if you go get me my old tool chest. And oh, he, he gives you a location where it is. And, like, obviously it's in the middle of, like, this bombed-out crater full of ghosts, blah, 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 blah. You go get it, you bring it back, and he's like, wow, I thought I was murdering you. I tried to kill you. I tried. Wow. He's like, yeah, I tried I tried to kill you, and you brought this back. They have amazing sentimental value. He's like, look, I'm willing to try it. And so okay. you, you do a couple more missions for him, and this is ancillary. You don't have to read this, but people you form these connections with will, like, send you emails. Mm-hmm. And so you open his email, and the text of this email says, you know... I thought a lot about it, and I still have these misgivings. I you know, I feel like I, I've given something up, and I've lost something. But then I realized having protection and better roads are better. I had to give up a little bit of what I make, and oh I lost a little bit of my privacy. You oh, my m- God. And I think it's better. You might call it a tax. And there's a fucking paragraph that explains, this is the utility of taxes. This is why they exist in a civilization. And I was just sitting there thinking to myself, I don't think any moron keep your politics out of my games bros 
are even going to play this far. But the fact that this is what he did with first party PlayStation money is the most beautiful thing. I, I, it's amazing. It's yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the parts of the game where you're just hoofing it around and reconnecting the, you know, leaving stuff, climbing stuff, recon- making these connections like that easily the best part of the game. Yeah. Um, it, where the game falls apart is any time you touch combat. Yeah, which and, like oh, there is combat. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's yeah. so okay. So there are boss fights in the game. It takes a while to get to your first boss fight, but it's okay. BTS oh look very intimidating. They're gross. They're nasty. the The consequences, as set up in the world of the game, are dire. Okay. They are easy as fuck to deal yeah. with. Oh. Yeah. Once you know how to get past BTs, basically you rely on your Odra deck. Your Odra deck's like, okay, there's a BT over here. And if you stand still, you can kind of see their shadow. Okay. BT's over there. And if it's like spinning slowly and it's blue, it's a little bit close to you. If it's faster and orange, yeah. it, you're, you know, and it's like, if it's like, oh, like freaking the fuck out, it's like, okay, you need to hold your breath by holding R1 and either right. deal with it or get away. The thing is, is that as long as you're moving and are aware of where this thing is pointing and are judicious with how you hold your breath, you mm-hmm. can bypass these things super easy. Or eventually you get a, they use your blood, they're grenades. You can use your blood, your pee, or your poo. Yeah, and you throw a grenade, you throw a blood grenade at one of these things, dies instantly. Yeah. There's so, like, and, and the thing is I, like, I, even I, I will it, say this, Dave, have you messed around with the difficulty sliders? I have not. All right. I'm, I'm playing on normal, and the thing is like, I hear that even on hard, it only really affects combat scenarios yes hard only affects combat scenarios so if you want a more challenging combat it's available and i've tried it out but like honestly i find it really boring and the game that's what i was about to to say like it doesn't sound like like combat is i am a third of the way through the game so i'm just through chapter four now there are there are 14 chapters and the last one is apparently just like basically a movie like every uh, Hideo Kojima. Kojima, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, after a third of the way through, you know, combat is, I, I've turned it all the way down because I'm interested in playing this. I'm almost purely interested in role-playing this. Like, yeah. I, this guy would never get into combat. Like, you avoid conflict at all costs yeah. in this world. Yeah. And do everything you can to, you know... And, like, the other thing is, is I've I've died a couple of times, and it's just... It's boring. Like, it's, it's more boring to die and not get to do this fun stuff of traversing the landscape. And, like, that's the other thing. They, people look at this game and they think it's an open-world game. And it's not. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go here and pick up this side mission and go do this. You're constantly thinking like a delivery person. Like, Hmm. you're constantly opening up these new features that are like, all right, well, now the network has expanded enough that we can actually predict weather again. And Oh, interesting. you'll, You'll be able to say, like, all right, well... My next story mission is I'm going to have to get all the way back north in this province. And... It's raining here, 
but if I go this way and deliver these side mission goods to this person, the rain will let up and I'll be able to go left and bring the things that these people need. And if I bring them those, I'll have enough resources that I can rebuild the road home and then the road will be rebuilt and it's a straight shot back to the north on a motorcycle. So it's logistics and, you know, honestly, I can't believe I'm saying this, but crafting and the reason it all works. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. They got Anthony. I, they got me. And the reason it's so interesting is that it's uncomplicated, it's simple, and it's never tediously drawing things out. Because every single time you're sitting there and you're like, oh man, it's going to take me forever to build this thing. People are helping you. There's and a shared locker that people leave supplies in. Yeah. It's just... That you can just take. Yeah. It's, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> Okay, the other part of the combat, though, that we didn't even get to, that we have to explain this to Susan. So, in addition rock, to the BTs... The baby. To no, no, the no, baby. no. The, the mules? Oh, yeah, you got mules. All right, I, I don't know if you picked up the, this up yet, Susan, but a lot of this is also, like, what if cargo cults were real? Are you guys familiar with the concept of cargo cults? No. no. All right, back in the 1940s and 50s, as human beings like started to, you know, basically build bombers and huge cargo planes that could travel really far, we were reaching island nations that had had no mm. previous contact with the rest of the world. So this is the gods must be crazy. This is gods must be crazy. There are the Got there it. were tribes in like you know Pacific Islands and. Uh, near Australia that had had no mainland contact and for years they would be like ha that's that's very funny person in the plane who says that you're from America and you're just bringing technology here and looking for trade but how did you access heaven and tell us the secret of cargo like this is this is real world stuff I know it sounds like part of a Kojima game <laughs> but like this game is also steeped in cargo cult lore and it's the like the idea of delivery men is sacred, which is where mules come. Okay, in. so in the future, <laughs> they've fully automated delivery systems. Like you know, like you know how Amazon wants to use drones to send packages. Basically, that they use robots. Problem is, a lot of delivery people were like, "Well, what am I going to do now? You've right. taken away my job. Like I like doing it. Like I want to do it." So. They came up with a bunch of make work stuff for these people to do. Like nobody really needed these deliveries, but it's like, hey, go do it. And that's how like the like system was born, that like they would go and they would do a pack, they would deliver a package because all their needs are met. They didn't need money, so they would get likes. People got addicted to the likes. Oh Jesus. So yeah. these mule camps are basically Porters who have gone rogue, who are so addicted to getting likes that any time cargo comes into their like perimeter where their camp is, they will hunt you down, beat the crap out of you, take all of your stuff, and, and then they, just they have no interest in hurting you. They yeah, they no don't want to hurt you. you. They just want your they stuff. Just want, they just want so your they can deliver it themselves, so they can get the likes. Yeah, it is. It is. I wish I could verbalize verbalize my expression right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I I gotta say, one of the most interesting science fiction like settings I've seen, in terms of 
what it is extrapolating, saying like, yeah, all right, yeah, well, yeah, like the it's it's not subtle. No, no, no. 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 Well, who goes to Hideo Kojima for fucking well, subtlety? Well, okay, that's that's <laughs> all right. That's fair. That's like, very very fair. But it 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 is a. It is a complete ecosystem of thought. Right. It's a, it's a complete ecosystem of thought, and for all of the lack of subtlety, for all of the cudgel strength message, all of that, it's executed in such an elegant way. Yeah, because like, the thing, like, it's not just executed narratively, it's executed in the foundation of its mechanics. Yeah. I, and which is none- what makes it better than like the the hammer of Bridget Strand right. telling you to build a bridge Mr. Bridges go build those bridges like the funny across thing, America I, I, he he is and it it's one of those things where you look at Kojima again and you're like is he unaware of these things and of course he's aware no it's fully full I've never been more certain that he is 100% fully aware of both of the reputation that he has and the kinds of things that he makes. And, all, and like, there's also the, the, there's a generosity of design that is absent from most AAA game making. Because throughout all of this, you can imagine that you're seeing these pre-canned animation sequences all the time. Mm. You select something. You have to watch this lavish execution of, you know, no different than God of War. No different than Assassin's Creed, where it's like opening a treasure chest. Watch the showering naked. All of that stuff. You can skip all of it. All you got to do, press the start button, skip it, skip it, skip it if you want to keep playing. It knows that you don't want to sit there and be bludgeoned every single time. The other thing is, is like the constant playfulness. Like, (laughs) you'll select shower in your room. Like Norman Reedus showering. And Norman Reedus goes and showers. And then he'll sit back down on his little cot, look dead in the screen and wink at you. (laughs) <laughs> and like also I, I like a part of me wonders if Hideo Kojima was like man they really didn't like that I had all those camera angles like people were people were like misinterpreting my aim when I had all those camera angles that were just basically up quiet's ass and now it's just like how much enormous Redis's ass do you want to see because all of it this is buns for days it's buns <laughs> but buns 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 town all the time, and it's constantly... <laughs> there, there are moments where you're in your private room, and like as you encounter things in the world, Norman Reedus has little action figures of them, and you can choose to look closer at them. And if you do, Norman Reedus will get in the camera himself, look at you, and then go like this, like, come with me. Come with me and look at my toys. Look at the toys with me. It's so silly... And full of these little moments to be like, stop taking it so seriously. Your ki- you, th- this the game opens with the song "Don't Be So Serious" by Low Roar. Right. Just yeah, like come on. Uh, but like, the their your canteen is powered by Monster Energy drink. Yep. The the water, the t- the rain and the streams where that refill your canteen automatically convert the liquid into Monster Energy drink to refill and your stamina. And there's an ad for Norman Reedus's show on AMC. Only yes. when you're pooping. Only, when you're, Only pooping. when you're pooping. And when you poop, the motorcycle revs. That's right. Yeah. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, have, have, have you gotten the beer yet? 
Oh, I haven't gotten the beer. Okay, yet. so there's a quest where you where you um, I got the pizza. I got the pizza. Okay. There there's a quest where you help a farm uh, that is using timefall to rapidly grow crops. Like they figured out a system mm. to use the rain to do like ten seasons of crops in like one. Uh, and you're you're helping them get back on the network, and so they're like, "Hey, I'll we'll send some of the barley to you. We we made this beer. Try it out." Uh, so it replaces the cans of monster in your private room. Uh, uh, it's a porter. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Of course it is. It's a porter. Of so, Susan, I'm that's how curious. I knew. <laughs> Based on what we've said, like the three of us have talked about Metal Gear Solid for a very long time. Uh, <laughs> far and too long. We've been talking about. You know, sort of the expectation of is this game going to be a game at all? Is it going to be fun? I, I will say that for all of this strangeness and conceptual interest, I, I like playing it. Like that's the thing mm-hmm. that surprises me. You know, I I did not engage in the discourse capital T capital D <laughs> uh, when the reviews came out because I knew I didn't want any part of it. This is not a game that I don't... I, I don't need another person to tell me what to think about this. Uh, and I don't want their opinions colonizing my brain before I play it. And all of that said, you know, the the sense that I got from people who had played it but didn't want to spoil it for me were like, well, at least it's interesting. Like, it's not a good time. Mm. And I feel like their expectations were based on believing it would be something it's not. Like, yeah. I feel like the fact that they released a trailer at one point that showed Norman Reedus with a gun was a bad call. Oh, did they? And, yes. Yeah, and, and there is a gun. You don't get it for like 20 hours. <laughs> right. Right. And and then you're not really supposed to be using it. Like... <laughs> yeah, because uh, it kills people, which causes void outs, which cause things to explode. Right. You don't kill people in this world. Yeah. Like, because... Okay. If you, kill, if you kill somebody, their matter exists, and then the ghosts will try to take them, and they're anti-matter, so... But your boom. matter exists. What? Oh, you're your alive, though. Your soul is in you. Your soul is in you. Oh, so your matter... Okay, yeah. so it's only... Okay. It's only right. It's only when you're just a vessel. And the idea... The, 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 the implication is that the ghosts... The ghosts aren't malicious. They just... They know that something is here that has something to do with them, and they're trying to make a connection. That's why there's handprints. Subtlety, right? Yeah. That's yeah. just... That is just... Yeah. Man, you gotta be really... It's it is blatant, but it is elegant. Like it's and it's like it's perhaps like I from what I hear, the last third of the game is so cutscene heavy that like any yeah. sense of pacing goes out the window. But like in these like actual gameplay moments, it's probably his best paced and best yeah, just like overall best paced. Like the way that he shoots scenes the amount of information that he gives you in a scene. It never goes on too long. Some cutscenes are long, you know, for video game standards, but they're not like 30-minute soliloquies oh, like they yeah. have been in Metal Gear Solid. I, I mean, like, compared to something like Yakuza or even God of War. Like, yeah. this, like I, again, I'm only through the first third, but the cutscenes in this make the cutscenes in God of War and Spider-Man seem like they last for fucking ever. Yeah, and it helps that he has Hollywood talent who know right. how to act and like know how to exist on a stage and act together with other people. And like Kojima's just gotten better at staging shots. Yeah. Like it, it he's, it's really, it's just like 
silliness aside, you just let that wash over you. It's actually really easy to get caught up. It's got, in it's everything. got that Nicholas Winding Refn too. Yeah. Who, I like that guy. He's the guy who made Drive. Did you like Drive? His body he, he's not <laughs> his body is in it. His his voice he's voiced by someone else. Yeah, it's another dude. But it's Drive it's, it's, is, is not a good film. Aww. And that's all I have to say about that. I like that movie. <laughs> Of course you do! I want that jacket. I like that movie. <laughs> okay, the jacket's kind of great, but yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 are you going to play this, Susan, at any point? Absolutely. Yeah, I... I yep, I, absolutely. I, I appreciate the creativity. Yeah. And I also, I am a fan of, of game designers who try to find new ways to present challenge and threat without putting a gun in your hand. Yeah. I respect that and appreciate it. I, it which is not to say I don't like shooting things in the head sometimes, because I absolutely do. I, but, no, one's, no one's saying that. I, 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 yeah. I, no one on this podcast doesn't like a game where, like, you flip in the air and slash somebody with a sword and then shoot them with a gun that doesn't behave anything like a gun. You're right. talking about Devil May Cry, aren't you? Like, uh, no, just... I'm talking about the Continue Podcast official game, Wet, oh, okay. by Bethesda Soft. <laughs> Fuck you. No, no, no. I will let you make it Blackthorn before I let you make it wet. No. God damn this it. This is the Elijah Dushku episode, everybody. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No. <laughs> anyway, God, I, I didn't want to derail you. Angry. But like, yeah, that's not to say that you don't enjoy a good Yeah, shoot. yeah, yeah. But I, but I, I, I very much appreciate. I appreciate the rather overt message that is in, that is in there. In that you know people need each other. Yes. In order to flourish as a society, as a civilization, as a capital P people, you know you need others. You need help, and that's okay. And that's a thing we should strive towards. Which honestly, hi, that's the message of Star Trek. Yes. Yes. You know, start the the reason I love Star Trek, the reason why I have a a, a Star Trek a Starfleet Delta uh imprinted on my body is because it's all about what you can do as humans when you put aside your bullshit and work together towards a common goal. And that is is what this is championing as well. And I love that. And I think that should be rewarded. I could could not possibly care less about putting money in Hideo Kojima's pocket and about funding his next, oh. you know, jerk off, whatever that is. I don't care. But the effort to make a game that is a brand new IP that doesn't just fall back on the same old because he could have made this a gun game really easily. He, he could have just been like, this is going to be Metal Gear my way. Like, this yeah, is exactly. what I wanted he, to make all along. For sure. And he could have. And it would have done great. And that would have been fine. But he chose to go a, a different route. And that should be rewarded. Yeah. That effort, that thought that, no, we're going to do this and we're going to do this right. And I'm going to take I'm going to cash your check and I'm going to make this really genuinely subversive AAA game. It is. Yeah, it is the most. subversive yeah, AAA game. Like what you, you were talking about. Outsider art with Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes, yeah. I think, like, this is the most trip, like, in the AAA space, this is easily the most outsider art. See, I, I here, here's why I disagree with that, though. Because, at, like, the fundamental uh, feature of outsider art is a complete disregard of 
established forms and modes. Mm. It is mm. utterly idiosyncratic. You know, outsider Fair. art yeah. is, you know, people always, I, I really hate when people make outsider art, people are like, well, it has to be mental illness. It has to be people who are mental, like, who suffer from some form of mental illness because that's such reductive, insulting bullshit. The The textbook definition of outsider art is free of any school. And what is so remarkable to me about this game is that this takes all of the formal excellence of Hideo Kojima's past games and refines them to, like, a golden sheen. You know, people have always said, oh, I don't like Metal Gear games because they make me feel like I'm playing them wrong. This is totally aware of modern forms of control, modern forms of just basic mechanical stuff in games, mission structure, uh, save states, all of that. And it's so uh, fine-tuned and aware of those things that... I wouldn't say that it's outsider art. It is peak AAA game making with content that is the opposite of every AAA yeah, game. It's, it ever subverts made. it at every step. Yeah. yeah, and and knowingly and willfully with a goddamn smile on its face. Like that's the other thing, Susan. As much as like, and if our places were switched, and I wasn't a huge fan of this guy. I would be in the same thing. Like, I want to support this because of its content. The other thing mm -hmm. is, is it's fun. It's fun, and it's fun in the things that, like, you enjoy these days. Like, the, these these sort of modes of crafting and survival and all of those things that you've sort of needed to become aware of in the post-Minecraft, post-Don't-Starve mm. world and adapts them to just the, the biggest budget scale. And it's so polished and enjoyable. I just, I can't believe it exists. I, I really, I, I really hope it sticks the landing. I like uh, you know, that's yeah. Like that's, I, I will, I will, I will have enjoyed my time with this game a hundred percent. But if it sticks the landing, it's gonna be up there on my face. Like, because I going into this, I what like I, you know, I like Kojima, but I wasn't sure if this is gonna be my game of the year, especially given how. Like just how disparate the the sort of the the take on this was going into it, but like if it sticks the landing, like this could be my game of the year. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the I, again, like when I saw that email, that was a brazen, barely hidden lesson on why taxes exist <laughs> at all. I just wanted to be like, holy shit, dude! Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you? Did you really put this in the in last major PlayStation 4 game? Like, where, like, the maximum number of people playing on this machine will see it? Are you crazy? What, do I get him flowers? Do I get him a box of chocolates? What do I do? How do I say congratulations in this situation? Because, I like, uh, God, see, this is how Jeff Keighley feels all the time, guys. This is... <laughs> This is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> this is how Jeff Keighley feels all the time. Uh, yeah, I can't believe it. So three and a half years later, we're having the Death Stranding conversation, and none of us have been like, "What? <laughs> what was that?" <laughs> like we explained the entire premise to you, Susan, and not once were you like, "Go back, go, please revert." We need to go three <laughs> stages 
behind. <laughs> Go back circle. to Metal Gear. I know I that. Just, <laughs> I can't believe we've been talking about it for this long. Yeah. It doesn't feel that long to me. Like I feel I I, I feel like we just started talking about it last year, but then it's like, oh wait, no, three no. and a half there was years. The weird, yeah. There was the weird Mads Mikkelsen with the with the yep. tubes and the the tubes thing, and then the Del Toro <laughs> and the then there was the lady eating bugs, and then, and then throat the, baby, yeah, right? throat baby. There's there's logic for all of these things. There's a reason the lady eats the bugs. Uh, you you gotta you gotta keep your blood. Uh, you gotta keep your blood up. It's easy to get stop, anemic when you're out in I, the world. You gotta eat those I bugs. Don't, well, I mean, okay, it's true that bugs are an excellent source of protein. That's right. You gotta, especially yeah. at a, and especially a, when uh, you're volume th- to uh, <laughs> like you, you don't the ratio of of bug to protein level is uh, way better in bugs than it is in say a deer. <laughs> so, do you guys want to very briefly discuss uh, Stadia before we wrap up? Because you know, this is this is a one comment thing. Did, Susan, did you see the launch lineup for Stadia? Because of, no, because okay. apparently, okay. apparently okay. it's, it's twenty sixteen. You, did you yeah. know it's 2016? Everybody wants to relive 2016, right? What a great wait, year. Oh, my God. So the best what? year. 2016 lasts forever. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Stop. Okay, wait. Stop. <laughs> this is what they're launching with. This is okay. Okay. Killer lineup of exclusives. Assassin's Creed. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Before okay. you get into that. Okay. Let's refresh on what this costs. Okay. Okay, right. so uh, right now, the only way to get access to Stadia is if you buy the $130 Founders Kit, which is has a controller that doesn't hook up to Wi-Fi like they said it would. <laughs> uh, and that the Chromecast Ultimate it comes with is the only way to access Stadia. You can't access it if you have a regular Chromecast Ultimate. There's wow. a There's a $10 a month subscription, which only gets you, like, a game a month, maybe. Yeah, it comes with Destiny. Uh, you wow. have to, you have to buy all of the games at full price individually. There's no. It's not like a subscription service like Netflix. The wait, though the subscription. That's right. I'm that's gonna right. stop you there. Wait a minute. You gotta buy yeah. each game. There's a $10 subscription a month that gets you access to 4K video and better surround sound uh, quality. Yeah, better quality sound. <laughs> And you get like a free game a month, kind of like Xbox Live Gold gets you a free game. Oh, a oh month. I, so, I so see. But you still have to buy the games full price to yeah. play them, unless you've gotten the free game. S- slightly, from this. slightly less than a Switch Lite or PlayStation Four or Xbox One S is the answer. Yes, slightly for a game that you less. you don't like, you have literally zero rights over. Uh, should this service ever disappear? Um, well, so far, it's sounding amazing. Oh, also, there's no way to buy games in a browser. You have to use your phone. Um, <laughs> Wait, stop it. There's no, there's no it. UI stop at launch. It. There's no UI? <laughs> achievements. Uh, uh, so it will track your achievements, but they won't pop until the UI exists. Yeah, there was a whole Ask Me Anything on Reddit where it was just, oh, the hits just kept coming. And like they're trying the way that they tried to spin it, they're like, so you won't get your achievements at launch, but just imagine the feeling when they all pop at once once the UI is available. Uh this Tell is a her Google about p- the games, Dave. All Tell right, her about games. This lineup of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 
Destiny 2 The Collection. Guilt, which is their exclusive game from Tequila Works. It's a okay. brand new game. Just Dance 2020. Oh my god. Kine, which I've never heard of either. I think that's another exclusive. Mortal Kombat 11. Red Dead Redemption 2. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Samurai Showdown. <laughs> Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Thumper. And Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Yeah! Yeah! Every, all the things the kids want to play. So Doom Eternal was supposed to be there, but it got delayed. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yes. 2016, I 2017 games no, no, all the way down. <laughs> I can't possibly be understanding this correctly. Because what you're telling me, the way I am currently understanding this. Yes. Is that I'm supposed to buy this thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. That I can't use to browse or buy games. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It doesn't... It gets me a game for... for is it the gets, game chosen for me the or fir, no? The, fir, the game that comes in the Founders Pack is Destiny 2. I'm, right, right, right. I'm imagining like next, next month, month free. They, they would choose one for you. Kind of like, okay. like like games so of gold. The, I get a pay. I get a I get a free game a month, but I don't get to choose which game no, that is. No. So if it's something I already have, well, fuck me. Uh-huh. Okay. And then those are the games. It's ten dollars a month. Yeah. For the privilege of being able to buy games full price. It's the future yes. gaming. Yeah, well, so next year they will open this up to the wider public. You won't have to spend the, you won't have to buy the Founders Pack. You should be able to play it on your browser, your phone, or whatever. You won't have to spend the $10 a month. And you could just say, buy Red Dead Redemption 2 and play it in your Chrome browser with an Xbox controller. Maybe. Maybe. I don't believe that. I don't. I don't. <laughs> this is on live all over again. Also coming it's, in it's 2019. Worse. It's worse than on live. OnLive launched 10 years ago, and it had yeah. actual had a, games that were new and coming out Coming at the in same 2019, uh, hot games like Farming Simulator 19, Final <laughs> Fantasy 15, uh, Grid, Rage <laughs> 2, Football Manager 2020, <laughs> Darksiders Genesis. I'm in Delaware. Dragon Ball Xenoverse <laughs> 2. Yeah. It's it's really it's it's Project X Cloud has a preview program that has more games than this. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Here's here's the thing. If you if you purchase this because you are the person who you know, you have a phantom keyboard. You <laughs> right, have, phantom right. Like you have an N-Gage <laughs> you have, you have a and, a, and, a, and a Gizmondo. If you have these all, things. I'm all about that side talk in life. Right. <laughs> like, if you have those, I respect that. And I respect, like, you have your on-live little thing, and you'll have this because you want to have them all. I respect that. And I, you know, I don't judge you. I, I actually support you. If you have this for any other reason, you are a fucking idiot and you deserve to be separated from your kids. And no, but nobody, nobody will. Who? Yeah, no, no one will. What? Why would they? Name, Why? name one person. I mean, the only thing that I've heard that has made any, this make any kind of sense is if they roll it out to China. And even then though, guess what guys? Everyone there, they have a PC. 
They have a phone. They have more games than they can count on their phone and on their PC, and they're fine. There's no... There's no scenario where this, whatever this is, survives long enough to get penetration there. It's just, yeah. it's just not going well, to Well, and, happen. you know, whatever happens, like Tencent or whoever will make their own version of it. And, and it, Google's launch. And devour it. Yeah. Devour it. Like, Tencent or Alibaba will just be like, mm, oh. Alibaba's a good choice. And, I yeah. mean, like, it's more likely Tencent because Tencent's going to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, dogs, remember those uh, billions of dollars we made? with uh, our friends Epic Games here, well, now the Epic Games Store is a streaming service. And look at all the exclusive Fortnite shit that we have. Just right Look at out all the, the game. games that you want to play that aren't 10 years old and I, you've already bought. Yeah, it's just... It's just more... Like, there's fun. nothing <laughs> on here... Like, the whole point of this is that, like, other than re- maybe Red Dead Redemption 2, there's nothing on here that says this game is going to look amazing and you don't need... But the, a high-powered the other, computer for it. The other thing is, is like the audience for Red Dead Redemption Two is served. It has been one of the top three best-selling games in the world for two years straight, and it's going on PC. And why would somebody be like, "All right, well, I guess since I need a PC to play this thing anyway," I don't I know can't. about you guys. I'm looking forward to playing a version of Thumper with video artifacting. Yeah. And bad input latency. Thum- Thumper's <laughs> not something where you need to react quickly or see that your controls are responding immediately on screen. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, Stadia is somehow, in the way that Death Stranding is somehow more interesting than what we thought it was going to be, Stadia is somehow more bullshit than what we thought it was going to be. Anyway. Uh... That's my favorite. That's my favorite way to transition into people who aren't bullshit. <laughs> what people aren't bullshit? The people who aren't bullshit uh, are all of you, all of our lovely listeners. Um, but I give a special shout out to our backers over at Patreon.com/slash/ContinuePodcast. Back us at the ten dollar level or above, and I'm going to shout them out right now. Excuse me, I need to. Special shout-outs to Ryan Brady, Nick Grugan, Yaddle, Gluttony107, Ryan Mance, Double Taco, Pete, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Thierry Belair, The Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Stormshot, Frank Sands, Kalen Houston, Tyler Nelson, Shane Nelson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, special shout-out to Tom Coveney, by the way. Who made the best picture of Gary Shandling? <laughs> I just I had this thought in my brain of the of the words Gary Shandling, but in the Death Stranding <clears throat> font. And then he not only made the font, but he put Gary Shandling's face on a topless Norman Reedus. And it is just impact. It's going to be the the image that I use for this podcast, so you will see it. Uh, it's mwah. Dave, oh, you gotta, thank you, you gotta, so much. Did you buy a Did you buy a physical copy of Death Stranding? Or did no, you I got digital. It? You do it with digital. Yeah, because I almost want to print that out on like a nice <laughs> PlayStation <laughs> Four size nice. piece of paper and use that as my cover because it's so goddamn good. Uh, thank you so much to all of those backers and to all of our backers and all of our listeners. 
you go to patreon.com slash continue pod and uh, co- continue podcast rather and that's what makes us able to do this uh, for you with our evenings and to do things like play Luigi's Mansion 3 and Death Stranding so if you can give us a dollar and make Shane. sure that we can continue to get things to talk about on this show for you uh, if you can't do that just share the show uh, talk about it on the internet in the places that Connect you talk with about each other. you kids, you G- kids give it make- a like Make one of them TikTok videos of you doing funny dances in your bedroom to uh, our podcast. That's a thing, right? That's what the kids do. Yeah, yeah. making the TikToks about the, the evils of late capitalism. It's great. I, I, here's how old I felt today. I sent somebody a, a card from some e-cards for their birthday. <laughs> it wow. still exists, everybody. Oh, my God. Nice. That's right. I'm now, I'm now the person that was like, can you still send a telegram? That's right. It's, it's like Homestar Runner. It'll never go out of style. It'll, It'll pop back up and people go, oh, man, that's really cool. There it is. Nostalgia. Uh, yeah. Uh, leave us. Arrowed. <laughs> Arrowed. God, I love, I love those Teen Girl Squads. They're still funny. Uh, go to uh, iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. That's another thing that helps this show profoundly. If you... Have two seconds, just go, leave us five stars, and be like, these guys are full of shit, and I can't stand them. <laughs> but give us five stars. That would mean the world. <laughs> it helps the show stay visible when people search the word. Yeah, continue. like, you know, even if you hate us, like, just say, fuck the algorithm, give us five stars. Yeah. And uh, that's how. And that'll surface our high quality content. Uh, in the meantime. <laughs> oh, I've never heard scare quotes more. <laughs> Could you guys hear how I bolded and italicized those words as they came out of my mouth? Wow. Uh, oh, my goodness. Dave, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> find me on Twitter at David Robots. <laughs> David Robots. Uh, Susan, how about you? You can find me in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> Susan is Lam- so tired. She's so tired. Regretting my life choices. Uh, yeah, in the meantime, you can find me uh, at Susan Arndt on Twitter and where I share pictures of my dogs. Yeah, those are where the dogs are. Uh, she let the dogs out. That's right. Oh, shut there up! There it was. No, don't encourage him! <laughs> don't enable him! Don't do it! As for me, medical dogs, uh, you can find me at theringer.com where my second feature is up for your edification. It is called When Halo 2 Invaded Planet Earth. And uh, it is a massive feature about the long-standing effects of the release of Halo 2 way back in the day. If you play a video game today, uh, it is the way it is because Halo 2 exists. Uh, you can also follow Virtually me true. on Twitter, at A. John Agnello. And uh, we do this show every two weeks. Come back in two weeks. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody.